Why is Timak? Because he is the anti-Constantine. <laughs> As Albert Colasso used to say, Check anything. Welcome to Injury Times Footnote Edition. This is the episode where we answer questions that you sent us. And to help me do that, it's Nebai and Sen. Buongiorno. <laughs> and uh, Anirud. Hello. Hello. Yes, no all other time. No. I think uh, Nebai is still in the thunder. <laughs> no. So, uh, let's get right to business. Because Football Wala has a question. And he is asking, match between uh, Chennai and uh, Kerala Blasters had the worst referee howler. I've ever seen. Uh, so his question is, who actually won the free kick? Um, we sort of touched upon it in the main episode. Yeah. I think the free kick was won technically by uh, Kerala Blasters because there was a slight trip, whatever minimal contact, but a slight trip, and it seemed like the referee first called for handball, which is why he yeah. gave it Chennai's way. And the Chennai player actually asked him in uh, you know signals that is it our ball, and then he took it, and then they. <coughs> But ultimately, they all turned it, which was the right decision. So, I think, yes, poor referee to begin with, but right decision arrived at, which matters more, if, if I'm being completely objective. I mean, taking all emotion out of it. And what about, you said the, the rule is... Yeah, so the rule, the way, what we have read up, the rule is that as long as play has not restarted from the goal, the referee can go back on. So, that means kick off. Yeah. yeah. And so they hadn't kicked off yet, because Kerala were furious. Yeah. So, the only issue I have, I hope, that the referee had a discussion with the linesman and then no one turned the call. I hope the linesman was convinced that it was a foul for Kerala because otherwise it was just Kerala players and coaching staff intimidating the referee into changing, which is never a good thing. Yeah. Yes. So you think this now the referee situation that we've been going on and on and on about? Yes. Which we will be going on and on about. Absolutely. It it seemed to me that uh, players always everywhere in the world influence the referee mm-hmm. one way or another. They do, they, I mean, in India, they also push them. Yeah, exactly. You're so not supposed to. When, when do they oh, you draw can't the line? When do you draw the line? I think, yeah, so, I mean, somewhere a psycho referee has to come in, which is like, <laughs> just a red like card a Colina type. Yeah, absolutely. Just like throw people out. The authority of the referee like. should not, I mean, you can question the referee after the game, you can question him during the game, but not, you can't push him, you can't and, pound and him. You can see it in games, the teams just lose their mind. Know, hmm. with a decision and it probably happened that way because Kerala just seemed Kerala so stopped playing. rattled. Yeah, absolutely. They were playing good football up till that point. All hmm. they needed to do was just carry on. <laughs> of course, if they hadn't protested, the goal would have stood. So, yeah. that would have been an injustice as well. But yeah, it also fired up Chennai. So, in the end, justice was done. They scored like within a few seconds. Yes, but uh, No, we, I mean, no small thanks to the Kerala defending. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Naive as they come. So, uh, the second question is Sanad Avinash. And he's asking about stadium safety. He's asked, uh, how much control does a club have and does ISL take care of the security? And then he's also asking about the away fans. Who is yeah. responsible, the league or the two, home or the away side? I think as far as I know, the ISL is responsible for security and everything. I mean, almost every ground arrangement is ultimately under the ISL's authority. However, there's a strict protocol that every club has to adhere to. So, whether whatever it is, I mean, even for something as simple as say catering, they have to get the ISL. So uh, each club has to sort of potentially invest in it and make sure that they have the best possible companies doing everything and making sure that all the rules are followed. But ultimately, it will fall to the ISL to make sure that everything is in place. 
and if it weren't safe enough, then you wouldn't have a match. I mean, which is what we have seen with a couple of occasions this season already. Of course. And so, uh, obviously, like if it's happening in one, one city, the home team has, they have to do more bulk of the work. The local yeah, coordinator gets the, the, local people, police, the security, yeah. yes. the policemen, yes. all those kind of stuff. Even the catering, I think they only take care of. ISL is just an overlooker of that sort. But uh, I don't know if there is any specific uh, this thing regarding away fans. I think just general yeah. security is what they are looking at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, general security keep them... But do you... I hear rumors about uh, away fans getting beaten up and getting into arguments <coughs> and fights. Yeah, and uh, it's happened in the past. I think uh, I was covering for ESPN on the playoffs of 2016. Mm. And there was a frantic uh, message from all the Kerala Blasters fans because they were in Delhi and apparently the cops weren't allowing them to bring in anything yellow. So that was pretty ridiculous and stupid. <laughs> yeah, there were some so SOS tweets and I just got in touch with some of the people in the league and I said like, you know, what is going on? Mm. And then finally they said that no, they are not allowing us or whatever. I mean, a few of us just tweeted and told the Delhi Dynamo's manager, <coughs> yeah. what the hell are you guys doing? There was a video of a Blasters fans making fun of someone in the in the metro also or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. But those about. kind of things... Yeah, banter is fine, but... Yeah, as long as it doesn't descend to violence. Yeah. Yeah. Violence is unacceptable. And also not obviously. allowing somebody to come in with the colour of their choice. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. There's no security threat in wearing yellow. I don't know. Bands are Indian football. Like, when they're coming in, why are they You might as well give them free tickets if you want. Just get more of them in. I'd rather have a problem of plenty, like, you know, having to do riot control. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And scaring away that one fan who comes in a you know, crowd of 10,000, yeah. 35,000 seats. But uh, do you feel, now that we've spoken about racism from the referee's point of view, yeah. there is something in, in the stands as well? But because in that's India, a, we don't really concern ourselves too much. But that's with a reflection have other of society problems. as well. And I have talked about this before. Right? Yeah, we yeah, got yeah, in yeah. Podcast that To a great extent, I blame BFC for this. They've brought in a slightly more uh, abusive hmm. relationship with you know teams and fans. Because I've co- covered Indian football for almost, what, 15, 16 years now? Hmm. A little less than that. But uh, it used to be a lot more respectful. The Calcutta clubs were a bit psycho. I mean, but they were psycho at each other. Yes, yeah. it wasn't necessarily aimed at the players. Yeah. I mean, they, when they didn't like something, they felt it things. Yeah. Which is why the ground at Salt Lake Stadium used to have a sort of fishnet going yeah. into the tunnel. But uh, it's since BFC have come in, that, yeah, they've added a lot of colour and everything. But there's a lot of abusive words as well in their, in their chants. Mm. And that has been taken on by a lot of other clubs. So. Naturally, as a reaction one, to yeah, it. It's one negative contribution of BFC. And it's also amplified by whatever happens online. Hmm. Online is always more vitriolic than real life. Yeah, but so, that you don't take seriously. However, when it happens... But that reflects... Yes. And this later. Misses, unfortunately. I remember doing a few games uh, when BFC went to Calcutta. And they were playing in Mohan Bagan. They were playing in the space of three or four days. One uh, AFC Cup game, then one league game. And then the, the two Calcutta Cups were travelling to Siliguri for a... Derby. And the amount of abuse I heard from both sides was pretty eye-opening and shocking. I think I wrote about it or I considered writing parts of it, you know, but no diary piece. But that felt a little alien because that was never what Indian football was all about. Because when you covered, you covered yeah. like is that 10, 15, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Kolkata clubs, they, were, they did they not abuse each other? They had a different sort of rivalry. There would always be like one mad person from both sides. <laughs> But, I mean, in a 90-minute game, you wouldn't really hear abusive chants or vitriolic chants. Mm. It was all about, I mean, to 
borrow a phrase from our friend Anuj Vignesh. <laughs> it was all about the knowledgeable Kolkata crowd. So they understood when a game was, you know, ebbing and flowing a specific way, and they would never get abusive. They just, they just understood when they needed to g their team up. To be that fair, uh, that's how Indian football fans historically have been. They don't chant. Chanting is a, that's a, very is a European concept. Yeah. It's an English concept that, again, like you said, it's been introduced to Indian football by BFC. Yes. Who, like the, the, the BFC fans who model themselves on the, their English counterparts. Uh, like, what do Kerala Blasters do? They just, like, they just say Kerala. They say you know, Blasters. Because, because I because that's all, that's how well, most of us have followed football in, in India. Like that, we don't chant, we don't make chants. Yeah. Hmm. We so say good pass, bad pass. We, hmm. we, we shout at the player. Yeah. So we decide for one action. When I started covering BFC, I used to credit them with a lot of these chants because I commentated on, on a lot of European football, but I've never really watched. Hmm. So I never knew that a lot of these yeah. were borrowed completely from Premiership. So when I watched Premiership, I was like, why are these guys copying BFC? <laughs> then I realized, no, that's. <laughs> 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 I mean, full marks for creativity, but don't get abusive. That's what I simply say. Because it, it's not fair on players. Absolutely. So, uh, moving on to the next question. I am Rag Dude. This last, uh, what's your opinion on Ashik's performance? Ashik Koranian, BFC, came with a lot of uh, expectations. So, initially, initially he was played out of position. He looked, he, looked, he looked good in phases. In the sense that when he was allowed to run from deep, was allowed to overlap his fullback and his defending winger. He was very good, but also he was very bad defensively, which is you would expect it, right? You would you wouldn't expect a person who's been a winger all his life to suddenly become an excellent fullback. He's looked like so yeah, he's looked a little more comfortable that he's moved up the field, but again end product. When do we get to see Ashik and Udanta and Changte and all our tricky Indian wingers, fast Indian wingers like? come up with reliable, consistent end product. It's still the question. And I think Ashik's performance is kind of symptomatic of how VFC have been this season. That there's a domino effect. I mean, when there are not goals, enough goals coming in from the front, then you'll see a slightly frustrated figure. You won't see the same confidence about it. But once, I'm sure, there will come a game where they'll turn around, start scoring goals on a regular basis. And when that happens, and when he gets that one goal or something, one you know spectacular goal, great finish from just outside the edge of the box, Hopefully, yes. it, like you know curling it into the top corner. Trivella. Yeah, something of the sort. But Trivella. Why not? <laughs> My God. See, we know he has the skills, but yeah. we, we need that output from him. Once we get that output, I think we'll see a slightly uh, improved, more confident, because he's such a confidence player. Uh, we'll see a more confident Ashik, and then he might have a good second half of the season. As of now, he's just looking a little bit lost about what his exact role is. Because uh, Carles, in the last press conference, which apparently only I attended. Just, uh, <laughs> well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah Diligence. So, <laughs> you, you can say that, but yeah. <laughs> this so, was the Mumbai city one. This was after the Mumbai, the very next day oh, they had a press conference yeah, yeah, and there yeah, were a yeah, multitude of things. Yeah, so we were talking and he was, I asked him like, why pay So did you get like uninterrupted time with yeah. Like a one-on-one. Yeah, but then uh, being a nice man that I am, I sent the quotes out to people oh, who had asked. Well so uh, because it's a press conference after all, so everyone's uh, so uh, he came and uh, spoke about Ashik and said, uh, "I don't see a player as a winger or a left back or a whatever, mm. whatever." 
so he wanted to play him let's say uh, as a footballer who can play in different different roles and for him when he comes from the second line the fact that he's deceptively fast like his stride yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. change when he and accelerates or decelerates you remember like when we discussed this in the past this is what we said that that's hmm. the good thing for indian football that ashik will probably develop more as a footballer the more he plays across different positions yeah. it may not be beneficial for the team in the short run but it might be good for ashik in the long run it's absolutely but he made a very interesting point and we and i kept pressing him yeah. and he said ashik has zero goals and zero assists udanta has one assist and zero goals at that time or one goal or zero yeah, assist yeah. something like that and he's like whatever said and done the numbers are not there mm. so you have to they have to work harder to get the numbers like he mm. said udanta made that cross to the, in the blasters game if that had gone in he would have he would have had another assist he would have felt much better about himself but it didn't happen at that time i think subsequently he missed that open chance yeah. in uh, northeast yes so it's maybe it's playing in his head like last he had one goal I think he scored one I think he scored goal, one, right? Yeah. yeah, I think he scored one goal but uh, zero assist. And yeah, I mean he's absolutely right in the sense that ultimately you would only judge it once the ball has gone into the net. You don't like you know count the number of times a good cross comes in and hmm. you get see the save by the goalkeeper or maybe the striker doesn't finish it off. So that's probably I mean that's where numbers can be slightly misleading. Absolutely. So uh, Ashik hopefully will uh, pick up from I I've never been a prolific goal scorer. Anyway. Yeah, but he shown glimpses of what he's able to do hopefully find some consistency like like dada was saying if bangalore fc find consistency he will find it along with them yes, absolutely so uh, one last question from a man who shall be un- remain unnamed but his twitter photo for a long time was homer simpson so <laughs> so uh, his question is why is thima <laughs> Let Anirudh take first. For right. an existential question, yes. why is Tim? Why is Timak? Because he's the anti-Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the. It's interesting, but he's he's perennially on TV. I mean, stars yeah. seem to have a long-term contract with him. He's always at Football United, or maybe they've pre-recorded those episodes. But Football United, I think, is pre-recorded. But he's there in the studio. Yeah, the studio as Albert Colasso used to say, anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, clearly he talks a good talk. and to be fair to him india have played a slightly different brand of football it has been encouraging with some luck they could have had a few more positive results that way but yeah ultimately he'll be judged by the results so i think time is ticking out for him if he cannot produce results by say middle of next year he could be on his way out but he needs to be able to beat afghanistan and bangladesh right i mean afghanistan uh, is actually tougher than people give them credit i know i i understand that but then if you are talking yeah. that kind of talk Yeah, and you're saying let's go fight against Oman, let's fight against Qatar, and we will give him that. We will give him a two-nil loss at Qatar. We will give him a two-one loss to Oman, Oman at, home. at home. Yeah, we will give him that because we we yeah. see difference in the way India approaches the game and all that. But we can't give him one-one against Bangladesh at home. As good as Bangladesh yeah. were, we can't give him that, no. Hmm. Because if you are going to say we have the quality to do this to Oman and Qatar. You definitely have the quality to do this too. As good as Afghanistan are, we have the quality to do it to Afghanistan individually. But as uh, fans of the Indian football, do you really care if we play better and lose, or would you rather that we played like shit and still win? I think results matter. I mean, <laughs> for me also, it I matters. keep flying the flag for constant time. So I did get results. I am the opposite camp. I would rather see like higher quality football and not having results. But the problem with Steema is that when we not got results, we not played well. Hmm. In the sense that when we play well, we do get results. We, we played decently against Qatar. We played decently against Oman. We didn't get the Oman result the first time around, but we played very well. 
and that was I, I did not mind that loss at all but I do mind the Bangladesh result and the Afghanistan result because we were not playing well so if you are going to uh, let's say keep playing well and not then not get results it's excusable but if you don't play well and you don't get results you'd rather have somebody who doesn't play well and gets results no absolutely well, that is like, what we used to have and, yeah i mean uh, see, i was happy with it yeah I, like i get a lot of flack for often supporting constant right but i think the fact with him was that he knew what he was doing he knew exactly what the kind of formation he was putting out he knew exactly i think the limitations of his players which is why he picked certain 11s the way he did There were some inspired picks from time to time. I thought Ashik up front with Chetri was a very inspired pick right at the start of the Asian Cup. Mm. Uh, I thought not picking uh, Thapa for the game against Bahrain was a big mistake. Mm. So those, I mean, you have to pull him up and give him credit, you know, when he does wrong or right things. But yeah, maybe his time had come anyway. Like he'd been yeah, with the cycle was four years, yeah, four five years almost. Yeah. So that, that was a good enough time to let go of him. Whether Steemak is the right replacement, we'll never know because. It's still in mid, or it's not even started. It's just about like into the first year. Mm-hmm. So we have to give him some time. We have to see how 2020 pans out. Sadly, we won't be able to see anything competitive till what March. March, March. Yeah. So But we'll have to take a call around May, June whether it's we have some decent decision. And like I, I, we can't let the match off the hook with the kind of excuses he sometimes gives. He says we don't, we do not have strikers. He yeah, says you look beyond the media management. You, but he does have a slight point there. But we have, have discussed this. No, but then the fact is that he got the job because he had done his research on Indian football. So it's not like he didn't know there were no strikers when he took the job, right? Yeah. So he's talking of it like it's a new thing. But then looking beyond his, you know, Murtur, <laughs> as a national coach, like what what are you supposed to work with? Like you can't expect to Agreed. bring Agreed. players from the base. Agreed. You need to have some working, you know, product at your hands. No, fair, fair. The lopsidedness of the Indian season, like you know, fewer games, teams relying so much on foreigners, those things will always hamper a coach, whatever Indian foreign. Agreed. Agreed. And Constantine had the benefit of JJ also in prime form. Yeah, yeah. He was coming into his own. Yeah. Robin Singh was in good form when he first came in, so he had strikers to pick from. But right now, the cupboard looks a little. And and Chetri again, who loved playing alongside Robin and JJ. But I think the problem is also in defence because when. For me personally, when you bring back a guy who's retired, who's not going to play anymore, is like you know injuries, knees are no longer there, and you could see that in Bangladesh game that he didn't want the ball anywhere near. If you flip it around, like who knows how India would have performed if Jingan had been fit? Probably all these games, India would have had a little bit more. But would you rather that they went for something like Sartak instead of? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or Nagaland. Yeah. Played Narendra in the Intercontinental Cup. Yeah. He didn't really score a goal. Also. So he decided to go with the experience and and bring back someone from international retirement. So that, when you're talking progressive act, progressive as well. So. Yeah. So these there are some uh, red flags, yellow flags. Yeah. So yeah. that's what as he spoke. Like you, know, you have to see through some of the things that he says in the media, which. Sound great in theory, but you have to see. Yeah, and uh, what about the I League people? He said the I League will be looking into that. And have there been any let's, major let's, I League players? Again, to be yeah, fair, then let I League has just started now, so let's see what happens in March. Let's see if a couple of players get a look in. Some of the eyes all, you know, make definitely, definitely should be in the reckoning. Should be in the reckoning. Could be exciting times because one thing you know somebody like a Messi has shown is that you don't need to be big build. You just need to have football. Oh, the real Messi. Yeah, no, not the B sorry. Messi. Like but I mean, that's where modern football is heading. That you don't need to be a massive 
that was a very archaic you know bob howard yeah, steven constantine way of thinking absolutely. you don't need big uh, big fellows up front or something or in the midfield you need skillful players so if you have that then you can work around a lot of things so hopefully he lives up to his word absolutely so uh, anything else gentlemen that you'd like to add other than how was the coffee i mean you know, uh, navin used to give me shit for uh, when i when we recorded and i forget to say happy independence day <laughs> he used to give me shit for it. so would he record it in your voice sounds <laughs> <laughs> like something <laughs> yeah but apparently no no he was <laughs> peter speaking peter speaking yes we miss him on this podcast because i have to do all this work now so uh, <laughs> anyway Uh, thank you gentlemen for uh, spending all this time so one parting thought if not steemac then who who would you pick steemac if you had Seems to replace to him in 2020 who would be your first choice okay. but i don't know if a high profile coach will work for a place like it because there's already probably not there. yeah i think I mean, you will have decent coaches in uh, thailand and uae and see what we are noticing in recent years is that a lot of these guys were coming from spain are yeah. actually very good they're technically mm. good they're bringing in a lot of fresh ideas empowering some of the indian players so you know maybe somebody like roka somebody like lobera hmm. uh, maybe even uh, the chennai city guy abbar sikanas abbar like you know elevate one of the top coaches True. they'll know the indian system also yeah and like spain constantly produce coaches and there's something really interesting that quadra said in the sense that quadra quadra should be quadra like if uh, in if you they were to remain in spain they would have to remain in third division fourth division hmm. breaking into a, a proper big club is a mixture of luck there's a mixture of who you know a mixture of where you played in your hmm. playing days so some coaches may not have had to got got the chance to play for barca or madrid hmm. or the big clubs you know so they will they now they are keen to explore new options so if you want to if you want to play progressive spanish Spanishization of football. Get a Spaniard to do it. And I mean, if you are really looking at the longer picture, maybe appoint an Indian coach. I am not sure who would fit in right now. Hmm. But uh, think about you know the best Indian coach who would fit the bill. Yeah, it, it might take a while. I mean, at the moment, I can only think of Pedro. But uh, I don't know if he is. Kane would be there. Derek Pereira would be there. Yeah. Say, uh, I think Karim Bansharifa also would be a good option. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'll be up to managing the national team, but yeah, yeah I mean, definitely one of the better coaches going around. By the way, has he come with Chelsea brothers? I didn't see him by the touchline. I haven't seen. Him, uh, so I think that might just be one of those uh, Chelsea brothers signings, which <laughs> in spite of the best efforts of the Alemans. Absolutely. I mean, for me, it doesn't matter. Someone come, even if nobody knows about him, and he can do a good job. I don't care. And I think realistically, now the aim is to be Asian Cup. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to qualify now because you. There is no excuse not to qualify. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, all this talk about progress and all is probably not going to go well. So, anyway, on that uh, sad note, we will uh, leave you guys. So, thank you guys for <laughs> listening, coming on the show. Thank you. All this fun to brighten your day. And thank you to serve. And thank you to our uh, listeners for uh, tuning in. We like your tweets. Uh, we're very happy about it. and all the messages that i get sometimes is also very uh, endearing so thank you on that so keep listening to us at injury time ind and yeah there on audio boom and all kind of uh, platforms for podcast uh, spotify would be the ideal one so thank you so much and uh, enjoy the game